I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. Ladies and gentlemen, we're beginning our descent into LaGuardia Airport. Please ensure that your tray table's up and your seat is in the full upright and locked position. If we happen to be in the event of a crash landing... Claire, Claire, Claire. That's enough. Oh, we are in there. We're in there. We just planned our Google Calendar all the way to May 3rd. And we realized, like, by the time May 3rd hits, like, it'll be over six months of... No, pre- by the time May 3rd hits, it'll be nine months. It'll be nine months. You're right. Because by the time today's episode drops this coming week, we'll be coming up on six months. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's all happening. It's all happening. This is how it happens. I really appreciate you letting me go to France. Oh, I'm... Letting me go. <laughs> you have my permission. <laughs> no, I mean, like, that, like, how could you not? Like, I Maybe I'll d- make little recordings on my phone. Maybe I'll be like, guys, sitting on the left bank, eating a baguette. Do it. Feeling fancy. Do it. I'll record, like, it'll be like a second a day video, but it'll be like five minutes for yeah. just once. And then... <laughs> but it would also all be audio clips. <laughs> what is that sound outside? Oh, there's probably... Is it a seagull? No, it's a car radio. Oh, I heard a caca, caca, oh. but that, but oh, yeah, it is a car radio. Yeah. We do also, get seagulls here. We do. Sometimes, like in Midtown Manhattan, there are like yeah. seagulls because I forget that we're floating on an island of swamp trash. Exactly. <laughs> well, when I I remember living uptown, further uptown, and like you would see seagulls flocking all throughout every part of the year in Fort Tryon Park. Right, because they're just free to just free to do their whoa, thing. Oh, someone is singing opera outside. It's like the first nice day of the year, guys. It like, really is. I just want to see outside. We can't really see what's going on. Yeah. So Hold enjo- on. We gotta, we gotta wait and see if this goes away. Oh, you know what it is? I think it's someone with a cart, with a radio on their cart. Of course. Walking down the street. Of course it is. The other day I saw a guy and he had a Target cart, but he was in the middle of Harlem and I was like, oh buddy, you either took that from Spanish Harlem or from the Bronx, but either way, you walked that cart a long way. A long way. And it's like a nice plastic one, like it'll hold up against anything. Yeah. Actually, a couple days ago, there was a cart, like a really rusty metal one that clearly like some homeless person had really like used for a long time. Had been like tipped over in the in, like on the sidewalk, like toward the curb, and I kept walking past it. And I was it, because it was in front of um, a lot that they're going to build a building on. No mm. one came by, like no super came by to be like, "Get this off my lawn." <laughs> so I flipped up the cart as people were walking by, and they were like, "What does this nice white lady need <laughs> with a cart that's all rusty?" And I like kind of walked it over, like I like rolled it over to that's like that's wonderful adjacent to the fence, so it looked like it was just like kind of out of the way. But man, I felt pretty silly. <laughs> oh hey, it stopped. It stopped. Great. Oh, I hear more oh, music no. coming. Track oh, no. two. Oh no, it's coming. <laughs> Wait, so it's been a while since we've done this. Yeah. Thursday, we, we normally record Thursdays and drop late Tuesday, early Wednesdays. Yeah. And uh, this past Wednesday, we were... Er, this past Thursday. Yeah, so we okay, were... Yeah, we're recording on a Sunday, last Thursday. 
Monday. Monday. S- Saturday. July. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's the Google Calendar. It got us. It's, yeah. I texted Ian the night before we were supposed to record, being like, hey, buddy, I'm sorry. I need to move this. I have this audition, whatever. And he was so cool about it. And yeah. now we're seeing each other on a Sunday. Like, beautiful 50 degrees outside. I know. I really bundled up way too much. So did I, though. And I got pretty... I felt pretty gross. It's like right after you shower and you're already feeling steamy. Yeah. And then you put on a coat and then you feel extra steamy. That's also the problem with like this time of year. It's like it's too cold to not wear a jacket. But then you put on a jacket and you're like sweating almost immediately. It doesn't know what it wants to be. It doesn't. Like, and spring is tomorrow. Tomorrow's the 20th. So. That's great. Yeah. So like we are, we're in spring. As you can hear from that, maybe they can hear the music maybe outside. Can. We're going to have to listen and playback. <laughs> I know. I'll be editing it and I'll be like, wow, we sound like nonsense because <laughs> they can't hear anything. Um, I was just talking to someone. So I went to a St. Patrick's Day party on Friday night mm-hmm. and I was talking to someone about how the seasonal effectiveness of this particular spring transition has been really painful. Oh, yeah. Because they tricked us and gave us like a week long of 65 to 70 degree weather and then came back with a little blizzard. Yeah. And some wintry mix, which was yeah. very painful. It was. I, sorry, continue with your story. That's it. I was just saying, oh. yeah, it's just been so sudden. That day of the blizzard, my friend won tickets to the see. The blizzard. The wink, blizzard. Wink. Like Stella, blizzard Stella was like such a disappointment. I know, I know. Um, So I hung out with some friends like around the time like the blizzard quote unquote like ended. So like it's still windy and gross outside, but my friends live four blocks away. So I went over to hang out with them. And one of them wins the lotto to see in transit that night. But oh my she God. already had tickets to the invited dress rehearsal of Hello Dolly. So she wasn't going to go see in transit that night. So she gave of the tickets not. to uh, my buddy Paul and me. So the group of us like went down, braved the quote-unquote weather. The fact that the Broadway League kept theater open when the subway wasn't running above ground. So, okay, yeah. for those that don't live, here comes tangent number one early in the show. Early. I'm angry. I'm angry about it. Okay, so the Metropolitan Transit Authority, the MTA, is the thing that kind of runs all of the trains in and out of the city and then it's all the, the trains system, underground. Yeah. But it's also Metro North, New Jersey Transit, the yeah. path, all of it. Okay, so, and obviously the bus system. So... The night before this supposed big storm that ended up being too warm and it ended up like kind of ice raining. Slushy, yeah. Yeah, it was horrible. They anticipatorily, is that a word? I, it is now. I love it. Wow. I, like, I'm, I'm impressed. Oh, can that be the episode title? Yes. It'll be our one smart episode title. Yes. Watch it not be a word. Right. Anticipatorily. I, I say go for it. I think that's right, right? This episode brought to you by Webster's Dictionary. Yeah, please. Somebody get to me. Okay, so in anticipation of the pot, anticipatorily, they made this decision to cancel all, starting at 4 a.m. the next day, all above ground train service. And there are some trains, like the one train that goes up into Harlem, it'll go underground to Columbia University, Mm -hmm. then above ground for one stop, and then below ground again. And then back up. Above ground when you get to Dykeman and then all the way to the end at Riverdale. So if any of those circumstances happen, it means the line ends at Columbia. Because if it has to go above ground, then that canceled the service for the rest of the line. Yeah. And then, of course, they canceled a bunch of Metro North and Bridge and Tunnel service and all this other stuff. And so people, most Broadway actors 
don't choose to live in the city after they start a family. Yeah. And a lot of them that, a lot of the shows that are on Broadway right now, or really any time, involve mm-hmm. people that are 40 years old or older. We just have a lot of older casts right now. Mm-hmm. People who've seriously paid some dues. And one of the dues they pay is living away from the city they love to, like, be mom and dad slash, you know, working actors. Yeah. So service is canceled, and then the Broadway League, who, with the American Theater Wing, run the Tonys and obviously all the Broadway houses in town, they make all regulations on when the shows are running and when they're not. If there were rolling blackouts, the shows are canceled. If we were on strike, the shows are canceled, which obviously that wouldn't be them. It would be equity, but six and one half dozen. And the last time there was a snowstorm, they waited too long to cancel the shows. People were in their dressing rooms during Winterstorm Jonas, which was an yes, actual shit show. That, like, was, that was a legitimate... I was supposed to see Hamilton that night because someone's plane got canceled, whoa. but then like, then they canceled Broadway that I night. I was inside watching The House Bunny, which I had never seen before, and it was pretty it's a, funny. It's a good movie. Anna like, Ferris is a gift. <laughs> I love... like. I remember listening to her podcast and like one of her guests was saying like Anna Faris movies like those are the movies you sit down and you watch with your friends over and over and over and over and over again. Right. Anyway. So anyway, during Jonas, which was a real storm as Ian said and I completely agree, they canceled the shows way too late. So this time they were like we're not going to cancel the shows because the weather's not to, supposed to be as bad as they're saying. Mm-hmm. And we were like, but the problem this time is that they can't get to the theater. Yeah. They can't get there. And we don't have cars. No. I don't, I mean, even even wealthy people in the city and don't have cars. And even if you have a car, you're not going to drive in this weather. It was just, a- anyway, that's pretty much the whole tangent. But it's just like, fuck you, Broadway League, because you you need to do better for us. Yeah. there's We're a very tiny familial Almost incestual clique of people it's true. that work in uh, in this like business. Like the union is very tight, and all of the other unions, uh, including IATSE, are yeah. are at the I don't know at the submission of the Broadway League to make these decisions, exactly. and that's like sixty thousand jobs in flux per night. A hundred percent. And I remember, I remember during Jonas, a friend of mine who was in Allegiance at the time lives out in Woodside. And she had Which to... Which is really far out in Queens. It's far out in Queens, doesn't... and it's an above-ground train. Right. So she had to take the 7 all the way into Manhattan to, like, promptly turn around in the middle of an actual blizzard. God, people so, are just so... Ah! Yeah. Anyway, this ended the first tangent, but that's pretty much... So now it's sunny and beautiful. Yeah. And it just makes me even that much crazier that people are so fly off the handle about these decisions, or at the times when they really need to be... A, a little more decisive, wait too long. Yeah. Gah! Like, I would have, like, I would have understood, like, in the morning, like, because I remember waking up around 8 that day, because this kind of goes back to the first tangent, but, like, I was supposed to go to an audition that day, and it was the only audition that got, did, that did not get canceled. Newsies. I went. I did not. Oh, yeah. I, I flat went. Out, I flat out canceled, because I was like, I don't, like, I'm not, I'm not going out side in this weather. I've walked in. So Newsies is being done at every Everywhere. regional theater and their mothers. And I went to this audition and they were having callbacks in the room. They were having people just like, one guy who went a couple people before me was asked to sing an entire second song from the show. Yeah. And then ended up, I think he booked it. Good so, for him. Yeah, good for him. But it was just like, I walked in and it was like they were elated that someone showed up. Yeah, and it's like, and like I'm not one to do that or to cancel, but like that was just something where I looked it's out the safety. window. Yeah, I looked out the window. I was like, I'm not, like, yeah, this would be a dream job, but I'm not risking my life to get there. Right, well, but like, we also, and it's kind of a luxury for us that we have representation that exactly. can also call and be like, look, 
you ex- chose not to cancel your PA, but you should see my guy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah we have that luxury. Um, yeah. But, like, would you actually, would you rather them cancel it ahead of time and have it be, like, a dud or wait too long? Like, wait too long for what? Like, if they had canceled it, like, let's say, Ju- uh, not, not Juno, this Stella. Let's say Stella, Stella yeah. had, like, been, like, three inches. And, like, really not a big deal. Okay. Would you have preferred them to cancel it, like, the day before or, or like, wait to see if it was going to get worse? I guess wait to see if it's going to get worse because any regional theater is going to already have made plans to be in town in a, in a mm. city they don't live near. Mm-hmm. I, for me, I guess it's case by case, and it depends on what it pays. Yeah, that's like tricky. A, like, a theater that, like, this particular theater pays really well, and I think that... Um, they have a reputation for by any means necessary, and I think it didn't surprise me at all that they didn't cancel. Okay. Because they had calls the whole rest of the week, and because yeah. of their contract with the union, they have to meet a certain number of calls within the time they're in the city. Okay. So they just have to do it. You know, I they have to buckle down that. and do it. But for some of the other stuff, like some Broadway and off-Broadway stuff was canceled, and I was like... I guess I appreciated the day before notice. Mm-hmm. I mostly assume that if Mayor de Blasio... Like cancel had, school the day before that most things should be canceled. Yeah. Or like if he declares a state of emergency. Well, and the reason that this particular theater didn't want to cancel is because if you cancel an EPA, you have to reschedule and yeah. all the rest of the days of their trip were already booked with other calls. That makes sense. Or if they, like one time I was at a call where the person uh, in the room didn't have casting authority. So they every person who had sung for that person got a private appointment with the casting team. Ooh. I know, which is kind of... Ooh-wee. Yeah, which, like, we normally covet private appointments yeah. in the business because it's, like, you know, private time with yeah. the team. It's not timed or anything. Yeah, they just want to, like, work with you and get to know you. And that's the other option that the theater would have had if they canceled because of snow. They'd have yeah. to create another EPA day, which they couldn't, or give private appointments to everyone that already was signed up. Which is unrealistic not unrealistic it's just that would be hard and it'd be a waste of their time yeah because half of the people signed up aren't appropriate for the show that's just the realistic nature of auditions exactly because a lot of people just go in for auditions which is like fine do your thing but like half of the people that come to like tell me if this ratio is wrong half of the people that come to an audition aren't right for it and Mm -hmm. half are of the half that are right a half of that so a quarter of the entire audition pool has the talent yeah and then one half of that or maybe one third of that so like say. the smaller eighth or even tenth are the people who get the job yeah yeah i would say that ratio is right and then i would say of that like larger 50 percent ratio we, did you start with have the talent or like oh are, are right or are not right? half right? or type right okay and then a quarter of those that are that are proper yeah or I guess so a half of the half. Yeah. A quarter of the have whole the talent. pool. Okay. Have so the then, talent to book it. And then a very small percentage of that sure. will get the job. So then, a ha- and then it's a half of the other half. So a quarter of that other half think they're right too. Like think right, they're right they're, Oh it. yeah, they're convinced. Like they're convinced. Like, yeah, so the half that isn't right at all, a large portion of those people are convinced that they either have the talent or are type appropriate. And then the other group that knows that they're not right for it go anyway, go anyway. for the exposure the yeah. experience or you know they're just wasting people's time yeah do you what do you typically like i don't like i'm not gonna ask do you waste people's time but like do you typically go in if like you don't feel like you're right but it could be good exposure i've only done it once or twice once mm-hmm. i went in for a production of west side story before okay so 
It wasn't until like a year and a half ago that people gave drama to white actors going for non-white roles because they, it was the it was the it was audition the pool. Yeah. And now there's a, a, as it should be, honestly, and it yeah. you know as as it should be, there is a huge surge of people of color taking back what is theirs and insisting that white people just stay home when the show is not appropriate for you. And West Side Story is one of those for me because I'm not a good enough dancer to be a jet girl. And I sang for uh, Anita and Maria. Mm -hmm. Um, That was when I was 19. Okay. Which like isn't an excuse, but it also shows my naivete. But then a couple years ago, I was asked to come in to audition for Ava Perone. Which is a to this day is a big like controversy. I believe that if Patty can do it, so can I. Okay. You know because Patty wasn't Patty until she played Ava Perone. Yeah. And I feel like that could be a stepping stone role for someone like me because a large population of Argentinian culture is white, lily white. Yeah. But I do also understand that I haven't walked the path of someone who is who is of a Latinx culture. I just mm-hmm. know that I haven't. Um, so there's definitely, like, a moral conundrum with that. It, yeah, it's de- that's, I think, like, the perfect word for it. Like, yeah. it's a conundrum because it's a, an amazing role. Because I could sing the shit out of, out of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd be perfect for it. I think I just said you'd be perfect for out of it, but you'd be perfect for it. I, I, I mean, I, and not to be cocky, but I agree, and that's why I have to be very careful about where I audition for those things and where yeah. not. Um, so anyway... If I've gone in those circumstances, it was because I was sure that I could sing the shit out of it. Okay. The only other time I might have wasted someone's time is if, like, I was a little too young for the breakdown, but I really wanted the casting director to know that I could understudy it. Yeah. Which I, I kind of do a lot, actually. I, I do. So I feel like I kind of do that, too. Could be, like, just to be like, okay, so this guy, like, if we do it again in, like, three years, like, that's our guy. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right. So... Wow. Yeah. This was a very informative first talk. It was, yeah. Yes. yes. What was that word I used? Oh, anticipatory? Anticipatorily. Anticipatorily. I bet you it's a word. It's got to be because anticipa- anticipatory is a word. Yeah. So that's just the adverb I'm feeling version of it. Anticipa- I'm feeling anticipatory yeah. about such and such. Yeah. Anticipatorily, like I'm Claire- going to do such and such y- for such and such. Yeah. Huh. Claire anticipatorily awaited the call. Like... Interesting. Oh, I made an adverb, honey. Yeah. If it has an L-Y at the end, it's most likely an adverb. Yes. That's what I remember from Mr. From- Greentree's <laughs> junior English class. All right, y'all. Are we ready to get to the thing that happened this week? Let's get it. Let's get it. Ian, what happened to you this week? Okay, so... My thing that happened to me this week, and if you follow me on Twitter, you've like you've you've seen the um the abridged version of it, the 140 character version of it. You say this a lot, but I follow you on Twitter pretty closely, and I never know what you're about to say. Okay, <laughs> so I forget where exactly I was on my way home from, but I remember I got off a brothel. Exa- yep, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Barry's Brothel House on Amsterdam and 26th. Um, even though Amsterdam doesn't go down that far, you gotta I... find it yourself. Um, <laughs> new Amsterdam. New Amsterdam. It was back in the day. You went back yeah, in exactly. time. You went to a brothel. Um, I bet you there was one there. I'm sure. I bet like, you there probably was. Probably up until like 1981 when yeah. like, like God damn it, cats changed everything. It really did. Um, it ruined everything. Um, so I was on my way home 
maybe from, I think it was from work. It might have been from work, but I got out the 163rd Street subway station. And when you walk up the stairs from there, you see like a Sea Town, which, if you don't know, is a supermarket. Oh man, Sea Town is something. Sea Town, it's like it's like a poor man's uh, superfood Safeway. Yeah, yeah. If you we want like a got... national chain, yeah, we, Safeway. We also just got a Superfood Town food USA. Lion, maybe, maybe. It's kind of like a food lion. And like, I mean, from where I grew up, it would be like a poor man's shop, right? Okay, good comparison. Yeah. The funny thing about Sea Town is it looks like it would be um, like a used electronics store. Yeah. Because you're the right. way that they make their signage, it's like at an angle, kind of like Best Buy. And then it does this thing where across the front of the building, I don't know how you describe it, it says Sea Town, but they've, they've shifted the lettering side to side. So yeah. sometimes you see it all as one word, and then sometimes you see Coteau. And then yeah. another one you see. Own. It's and very <laughs> like it's very like 2003 Comp USA like at its height. Comp USA, yes, yeah. that's a good comparison. My dad used to uh, manage a Comp USA. Um, hey, yeah, hey, Larry. Um, so I get out of the subway and like that's right where it is. And of course, you do, like Sea Town doesn't allow pets in their store. That makes sense. It's a food place. But I don't know a lot of grocery stores that don't allow pets. Well, uh, well, this place doesn't. It's New York City. It's very, yeah. They're trying to be European. Yeah. Okay, but um, Town is no C-Town's pets. Town's like, no. No pets. And uh, I get out, and this is the day after the snowstorm. Okay. Um, And so I... Oh, I remember where I was on my way home from. Um, A brothel. Exactly. Yeah, um, <laughs> you laughed maniacally. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I... What were you on your way home from? I was on my way home from uh, an EPA. Oh, okay. Yeah. An EPA, an equity like principal principle audition. audition. Yeah. Um, where I saw a friend for, uh, for the first time in like two years. Um, Great. It was really cool. I love that. Um, so I, I'm approaching Sea Town, and you can see a pit bull in like a little, not a sweater, but one of those like kind of uh, it's like cape a, things. A Velcro um, puffy jacket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whose leash was like tied up to um, uh, like a no parking sign. Okay. Which wouldn't have been an issue if it weren't the day after a blizzard. Right. With snow on the ground. Right. So that dog was clearly uncomfortable, whimpering, and like shifting his weight because his paws were cold. Right. And so like I I stood in front of it for a minute like, what do I do? Because I can't just walk away. It's like the hot car dilemma. Exactly. Like, I can't just walk away and let this dog suffer. Like, I also can't just go in and be like, whose fucking dog is outside? Except you totally could have. I guess I totally could have. But, I mean, that takes a really... Because you know the... Per- I don't know if you know this, but the... It would be my guess that the person who owns that dog is probably a very scary kind of person, yeah. maybe. <laughs> like, well, because that's, like... A lot of people equate, like, dogs with humans of the way that, like, they have a lot of the same, like, sentient feelings but with none of like the mental capacity well the thing that kills me about pit bulls too particularly in new york city is people don't raise them properly and people think that pit bulls are a vicious dog breed but they're actually one of the most loving if they're cared for properly it's how you it's how you raise it but a lot of people dog fight here in the city a lot of people use pit bulls to intimidate other dogs Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah and so this poor thing like you could tell like you could tell it wasn't, like, a, a, a mean dog or anything. Of course but not. But 
even if it was, like, it was still standing out there whimpering and very cold. Yeah, it deserves... So I called 311, which um, is essentially, like, a non-emergency helpline for New York City. So, like, if you need to file a noise complaint, like, in my old apartment, there was always parties upstairs. I would call 311 on their asses, and it would shut them down. Right. Um, One time I called 311 because... um, our super at an old building that I lived in was like trying to pave some sort of wheelchair ramp, but it mm-hmm. required leaving the front door of the building open to just anybody. Mm. And I was like, that's not going to fly. Right. <laughs> like my old building had like no hot water for like an entire day. And I called 311 because I'm like, this is not unlivable. Unlivable. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I called 311 because I'm like, it's because it's like, it's not a, 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 an emergency where someone has to get there like right now because someone is dying, but like, and, like, I even hesitate to say that because, like, clearly this dog was, like, not... That would be tough for me, too, because it especially in a snowstorm, it's like, I don't want to hold up 911 when there are people who are probably in a lot yeah. more danger, but still, I, I might have called 911 on that. And the day after the snowstorm, too. But So I called 311, and I was talking to the operator, and I was like, so I, I just came across this dog who's standing outside in the cold, visibly, like, uncomfortable and cold, and, like, I think that's, like, and that's animal cruelty, isn't it? And and she goes, ma'am. <laughs> you uh, and I was like, is that you or is that nine one one? She goes, ma'am. It depends on the situation. And so I explained it again <laughs> to her, and she goes, okay, yeah, I can help you out with that, ma'am. And I'm like, okay, that's twice. She's called me, ma'am. Oh gosh. I'm, oh, I'm, I did I'm a see gentleman. this on Twitter. Okay, yeah. I take back what I said. <laughs> and um, and so I, I explained the whole situation, and she's entering it all, and. I, I'm trying to remember, like, what else happened in the conversation because it was, like, actually pretty productive. Like, she just asked for, like, a lot of my information, like, but it was always, like, ma'am, like, can you give me the location? Ma'am, like, uh, where did you see this dog? Ma'am, what kind of street sign was it? Like, and, or, and like, ma'am, do you want to, like, give your information? Like, one time she was, like, and would you like to leave your information, uh, your name and, like, phone number with me, miss? And I go, sir, sorry, but oh I, man, I corrected her the one time. And did she say anything? No. Um, but, but like, I felt like I did something. I felt like I at least took a step to, like, write, write something that was clearly wrong. Right, but the other, I mean, part of me is like, gosh, that's so tough. Because the only time 311 can send an officer to look at a situation is when there's not another emergency going on. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder, like... You know? Well, they what they do, too, is they give you a case number. Right. So you can check up on it, like, later on. And so what so, happened? Um, they, I mean, like, and I'm not surprised. Like, my guess is that whoever's dog, like, whoever's owner, whoever the owner was of that dog, sorry, right. finally finished up what they need to do and, like, took their dog and went home. Sounds like you were on the phone a long time. I was on the phone for, like, a solid ten minutes. Okay. And that was, like, after, like, maybe the three-minute walk to get from the, uh, the train station to my apartment okay and i'm and of course i give them the benefit of the doubt in that like if you're tying your dog up outside the sea town you probably are just going in for like a couple small things that doesn't make it right of course but like i'm sure that like i just put forth the positive intent that like they were not that they didn't mean to leave it alone for a long period of time right again still doesn't make it right so so i followed up on the case number and they did investigate but they didn't see like I guess, like, the owner had already, like, taken his dog home or her right. dog home because they they didn't find anything, essentially, is what the follow-up said. Mm-hmm. So 
it's like it's kind of heartbreaking and that like no you wouldn't do that to your child you don't do that to your dog but a lot of people don't see dogs as 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 important as humans you're right i i think it's wrong i think it's wrong you shouldn't be an animal owner of any kind unless you revere the health of animals sorry i just popped my hip somehow switching like shifting in my seat damn you okay yeah i'm fine I You're so felt, affected by this story. I know. I also your like, bones are brittle. <laughs> I also fell. I wiped out the other morning on the upper well, west side. That's what you get for interfering in people's private I animal know. matters. <laughs> that was no. That was earlier that day, though. So oh man, um, karma. Yeah. It, was it was coming for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's so that's what happened this week. It's like I feel well, like good I did. Good for you. Good thank for you, you for saying something. I feel like I did. Like I did see something, so I said something, as they say on the subway. See ads. something, say something. And even if it was, like, reading it wrong or the situation had been remedied before the police got there, like, I feel like I at least did something. Yeah, I mean, see, the thing is... And I got called ma'am the whole time, so that's just funny. Oh, man, I think in retaliation you should have... You should have started calling her sir. I I thought about it. That would be hilarious if it was under any other circumstance. (laughs) But I also, like, like... Half consciously, half not, just started like like started like talking in a lower register, and you're like, yes, this was at the Sea Town on one fifty like, on one sixty first in Saint Nick. <laughs> that gets me. But then she's still like, ma'am, ma'am. It depends on the situation. <laughs> like she kind of like she kind of sounded like um the Sherry Shepherd character from Thirty Rock. Yep. Like, just because I'm thinking, ma'am, yeah, ma'am, exactly, ma'am, <laughs> rude. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, so that happened to me this week. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you said something. Thank you. We kind of talked it out as we were going because I kept interrupting. That's okay. I mean, like, that's what the show was for. I, I think that maybe the person obviously cared enough about the animal to put a little jacket on him Yeah, or her. like, that's why I don't think it was, like, out of complete malice. I just still think it's wrong to do people, that. But people who take their dogs out in New York City snow, if they don't have booties on their feet, that's messed that's, up. It Especially is. Especially because the pads of their paws can be permanently ruined by salt exactly and people salt the sidewalk and it's not necessarily like like pet friendly and their poor the poor pads of their feet will crack open and never seal again like they'll yeah they'll just have permanent fissures yeah i can't even think of that what happened to you this week oh god it just hurts my hand to think about yeah is that is that all that you wanted to say yeah i think so i mean like it was juxtaposed with something funny that like i'm a 25 year old man and over the phone, like, someone is still calling me ma'am. But I can imagine, I've seen you in times of stress and, like, frustration, and your voice does get higher, because you're it just does. like, what? Like, why? That's, like, why are we doing this? Yeah, like, it that's just like, gets a little breathy. That's, that's my, like, <laughs> that's my habit. Like, and even in college, like, when I would do a show, it would be like, okay, so, like, Ian, like, I understand, like, the stakes are always high as a character, but, like, you, you tend to get up here, like, you tend to get very high and very tense, so we want to drop that down. I just, oh, excuse me, I yawned. Not that what you're saying is, I just, wow, yes. my soft palate opened up. Yes. The way your hip broke. <laughs> um, I always imagine when guys get really stressed out, I hear it like um, Leo and the producers, which I know you've played before. Yeah. Like, you're going to jump on me and squash me exactly. like a bug. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Lovable. All right. Well, I'm glad that you saw something. In, oh, I'm not glad that you saw something, but I'm glad that you saw something. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. What about you, Claire? What happened to you this week, Claire Manship? So this is kind of an interesting thing that happened this week because it's a follow-up to a thing that happened like 10 weeks ago. Really? So I can't remember what episode it was, but it was a good 8, 10 weeks ago. 
where we talked about defriending someone on Facebook. Yeah. And how I'm pretty ruthless about that. And then sometimes with a very steady hand, I'll be like, wow, that person has treated me badly. And like, bye. Mm-hmm. So I talked about someone who was supposedly one of my closest friends. And she told me that our friendship was toxic to her workout journey, essentially. And like to becoming a healthier, like physical body, she needed to like cut out our friendship for an undetermined amount of time. And I was like, all right, well, I was so caught off guard that at the time I texted her back. Yeah, she said this by text, so she's really brave. Yeah. I texted her back and was like, all right, well, just like hit me up, you know, like when you're ready and like let me know if I can help. And she never responded. And months and months and months have gone by. That was back in July. Mm -hmm. So months have gone by. I've seen her around town, but we've never said hi to each other or anything. Like, um, we're both nannies uh, for our, like, muggle jobs um, away from acting. And so, and the kids happen, her kids and my kids happen to go to schools that are within the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So there is, like, we've passed each other on the sidewalk and at Lenny's, you know, for a sandwich or whatever. But, like, we do not say anything to one another. Um, She knows what she did. (laughs) (laughs) So then the other day, I was at the coffee shop that I edit this show at. I was working on something else, but I was clearly intently working on something on my computer. And a hand goes between my face and my computer screen, like waving. And I look up and, okay, I wear contacts, so it takes me a second to like, for my eyes to focus up. Yeah. So, and I have an astigmatism, so like suddenly everything's very blurry and then they're clear again. So I look up and I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then my eyes focus up, and it's this girl. It's this person. Yes. Okay. So she's holding a puppy. (laughs) Fine. So she's holding a puppy, which... (laughs) Sure. She's holding a puppy, which isn't that weird because, like we said before, in New York, you can bring a dog in anywhere. But it's weird that she has a new puppy. I, I don't know. It was just weird. So anyway, so she's like, hey, Claire, saw you sitting here, wanted to say hi. And I was like... Well, hi there. How are you? And it's like not... At first, I feel my heart racing. Because part of me has been so angry about this whole thing happening. Right. That I have a fight or flight kind of situation. I want to fight, but this is not the time nor the place. And frankly, I don't really owe her the fight anymore. She doesn't get a fighting chance to save this friendship. She fucked it over. Yeah. What she did was unforgivable. So, like, for those that didn't listen before, essentially I told her, like, hey, my doctor just told me I might have cancer. My boyfriend just broke up with me. I'm having trouble finding a job. And then she didn't respond to me. And then a few days later was like, hey, just so you know, I'm going through a personal journey. I find our friendship toxic. I can't be there for you. And, like, let's not talk for a while. Which, like, you're a horrible person. Yeah. So she sits down. Oh my god. She sits down next to me and is like, with this puppy, and I'm like, all right, well, divert to the puppy because that's the only thing that I can think of to talk about right now. So I'm like, so who's this? And she's like, this is my new puppy. And I'm like, wow, cool. And she's like, yeah, totally. And I was like, cool. So how's it going? And she's like, I feel like I see you around a lot. And I was like, uh, maybe. And she was like, 
she was like, yeah, yeah, do your, do the kids you nanny, do they go to the same school as the kids I nanny? I was like, no, they don't. And she was like, <laughs> nope, she, bye. She was like, oh, wow, because I feel like we saw you at the park and we saw you at this sandwich shop and we saw you like at the museum. I was like, yeah, yeah, you saw me everywhere. But in, like, in my head, I'm like, of course you saw me everywhere. I was yeah. avoiding you, asshole. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and anyway, we talk. For like 10 minutes uh-huh. about absolutely nothing. Sure. And no, that sounds about right. And she was like, what are you working on? And I was like, oh, well, uh, we just got a rug at our apartment, so I'm making a take off your shoes sign. And she was like. Yes. <laughs> and she was like, oh, cool. Clip cool. art is very helpful in very this helpful, scenario. Very helpful, very helpful. With such a diverse catalog. <laughs> just so many choices. Yeah. So... Anyway, we talk about absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. She clearly sees that I'm not going to let her get behind any wall. Sure. And she asked me how I'm doing. And I was like, oh, I'm good. Real good. Yeah. And she was like, cool. And I was like, yeah, how are you? How's your your family? She's like, oh, yeah, they're good. They're good. Thanks for asking. And I was like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And it just gets progressively, like, less and less to, like, pitter-patter around. And she can tell that... I, I don't know if she could tell I was going to tear her head off, but I could tell I was going to tear her head yeah. off. And I was like, how dare you sit down at my table yeah. with your very cute dog <laughs> and... <laughs> In my coffee shop. So the... And my fucking... Con- that's my territory. That's my turf. Yeah. Not really. She was the person that kind of showed it to me, but still. Oh, uh, well... I you, can want, you, you can usurp it. Once I saw her boyfriend there in line, but I didn't get up to say hello. I, I still have you. I still have a lot of respect for him. He is not the person who did that to me, but sure. you know, six and one half dozen. So the dog is getting pretty squirmy, and she really takes this chance to be like, "Oh God, oh the dog is getting squirmy. We gotta go." It's like yeah, you should take care of that. And she was like, "It was great to see you," and I was like, "Uh huh, yeah, have a good yeah. one." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Holy shit. It was so callous. So the bravado you need to do some shit like that. Yeah. That was like mental crime. But then also like, but then the lack of self-awareness and or the lack of like being able to pick up on someone else's social cues for them to like come in and just sit down and start chatting as if like. Nothing was wrong. Exactly. And at this like, point... that's not cool if, and that's not right. If that happened in the, like, second or third week of... I guess, like, the second week of July, then it was now... Gosh. So if this was this past week, what what month are we in? March. We're in March. It's the middle of March. So let's count it off. July to August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. It's been eight, eight months, months, girl. It's been eight months. If you wanted, clearly she wanted to apologize. And I talked to a few people about this and they were like, she wanted to find common ground. She wanted to apologize. She's just not, she's too much of a coward to say the words, I'm sorry. Then that's her problem. The girls that I nanny, I told them, they know very, they know all my secrets. Yes. And I, they know all my stories. And they were like, well, clearly Claire, like she just cares about you and she feels guilty. And I, and they were like, if she apologized, would you accept it? And I was like, yeah, I just wouldn't be a friend anymore. Yeah. Like I wouldn't spark up that friendship but like making an apology even to someone who can't trust you anymore like that's a big step exactly she that sucks i'm like i'm sorry that that happened because that's always the weirdest i found that to be one of the most uncomfortable situations to be in when you're like trapped in a place with someone who you don't like and have a history with 
that is not a good one. Well, you know what was so crazy was my heart was beating really fast. And then when she sat down, I was so shocked that she sat down Yeah. that I was like, my heart went back to a normal pace. And I was like, this is laughable. This is a laughable right. experience. Right. And by the time she left, I was like numb about it. I was like, I could, I could genuinely care less about her well-being. I literally am so numb to that experience because I overcame and defriended you on Facebook. It was a big step for me. I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know when you're just like dead about somebody, you're just yeah. like, wow, I don't give well, any But here's fucks. the thing, and like this might be like a bit of a, like a selfish tangent number no, two. No, tangent number two, please, please. I had um, a falling out. I mean, like I've had falling outs with friends all throughout growing up. Sure. Um, and I'm about to knock on, the, knock on wood, knock on wood. Yeah, there um, we go. On this table. I haven't had that since high school. Um, and a couple of the people that I used to be friends with in high school are now, like, in the business, and I see them every so often. And, like, it's really, like, once in a blue moon, we're never at the same auditions. like sure. except. But this one guy showed up at my job, so... Wow. Ten years, and mind you, ten years later. The job you have now. The job I have now. So he walks into Fancy Best Buy. He walks into Fancy Best Buy. He whacks into Fancy. He whacks into ba- Fancy Best Buy. He whacks into Fancy Best, Best Buy. Buy. <laughs> and of course, and you work in the service industry of some kind. Yeah. And you and have so, to like help well, him. Well, but here's the thing. I mean, like what, like what I was like actually scheduled to do like didn't involve like customer facing stuff, but I still okay. had to be on the sales floor for that. Okay. Like it's a weird, it, it's weird. Um, so... I walk out from our break area, and I'm on the floor, and I the first thing I see is him, like, walking sort of in my direction. Oh, fuck. And ten years later, that, like, heart-beating thing, yeah. it doesn't go away. Yeah. Like, as over as it, as over it as someone can be about a situation like that, like, it's always, like, that instinct, like, and it's the flight or fight that, fight or flight, whatever. It's fight or flight. Flight or fight. Flight or fight. Is it fight and or flight or is it flight or fight? Either way, I like to flight. The flight so. or flight and nine and nine? <laughs> either way, I like <laughs> to flight. Cheap jump so, <laughs> and I can't. So Your flight. See, I'm always fight. I'm flight. Like This guy tried to break into our apartment one time and I fought him down the stairs and pushed him out the door. Good for you. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be a tiger mom where like my kid gets crushed under a car and I can lift it. Oh, I'm always 100%, fight. 100%. Always. Oh, because I'm a psycho. Because I'm crazy. But... Uh, uh, <laughs> But I respect that about you. Uh-huh. <laughs> got me, that but got me. what saved me, at, like, in this scenario was right behind him was one of my bosses. Okay. So I'm, like, walking in that direction, and I just go, Stacy! <laughs> and I just walk right past him, like, what's up, girl? How you doing? Oh. What's on the docket for today? <laughs> this is my real friend, my boss! Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so that is funny, Ian. And so then, like, I'm Ian, talking you're to her. Funny. Thank you. I mean, I know you're funny, but like, you're fun. But like, that, but like, I'm like, I'm to this day, I'm so proud of that moment because then, like, I'm just I'm, because the, like, then I'm just talking to her. I'm like making small talk, and then this guy walks over and he's like, "Hey," I'm like, "Oh, he said hi to you." Yeah, he came what back the fuck, around. Bro? I'm like, "You didn't get it." He was hi. talking to Stacy. I was talking to Stacy. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, we made, it was the same thing. We made very, like, very awkward, like, small talk. And especially because I was at my muggle job, I was like, yeah, this is where I am between gigs. And your job is busy, so it's like you can't, you know, you can't spend a lot of time with Exactly. So it was very weird. And, like, I felt... At what what point should we socially expect someone to just know that 
approaching me is inappropriate. Like enough time has passed. This is highly inappropriate for you to put me in a situation. Yeah, and like also we have the luxury nowadays of like online like like Facebook and stuff where you could like you could see someone in public and then like message them later and be like, "Hey, I thought I saw you today. Like I hope you're doing well." Like I would even take that over like this person walking up to me and being like, "So how's it going?" Right, because there's no way to get out of being cornered that way. Exactly. And, and I was literally in a corner of the store. It was just the way... I just... I appreciate you telling me that because I felt like I was an island. I felt no. like I was singularly... I was like, somebody else has got to have experiences. The difference is, I think for yours, it sounds like you guys grew up and grew away from each other. You know, a natural parting of... Well, we, no, we grew up and fell out. Was there, like, a real falling out? Like, a fight that just, Pretty like... Pretty much. It was over. Okay, all right. Pretty so. much. And that, it was, like... And, like, this has happened a couple times, like, where I was the one falling out with the friend I can't group. imagine you in a fight with somebody. It takes a lot. Like, it takes a lot to piss me off. I actually... I did experience one time where you reached out to me and you're like, wow, I am pissed about something that someone did to me. And I was very surprised mm-hmm. that you even articulated it that way because I think that... You have such a clean, you have such a pure heart. Thank you. You're such a good, uh, really, you are. You're such a good person that I think you're just heartbroken over those experiences, it, over those yeah, interactions. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because, like, for I'm, me, I'm like, ah, yeah. Claire smash. <laughs> 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 the, the Claire Hulk. The Claire Hulk. I'm a Claire Hulk. Yeah. Green is my favorite. And, color. like, and I'm, the, and I'm the Flash. We've been listening to bass We've outside been listening for a while. To- I all wonder, about that base. I wonder if it's going to show up on the recording. This recording is going to be all sorts it's of be interesting. Easter eggs of sound. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, whatever. To find out. Let's keep doing But yeah. When we first started, we were so, except for sirens, we were so careful yeah. about making sure that everything was such clean audio. Right. And, and now, now we're all like, it's all in, put it <laughs> in the in, soup. whatever. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> like a couple times, like I would pass, like I passed an ex-best friend's mom one day, like oh, in tough. suburbia. That's tough. But I was with my mom, so at the time, and I think, I, and I was working on a show. So, so did Honey diffuse that a little bit? No, Honey was the one that's like, let's let's get under her skin. <gasps> oh my god! And I was like, y- you are my mother. Um, one time, a couple of times that um, guys have broken up with me or something, my mom has always like she'll post some really like shady shit on my wall that's like. Um, like, you want to see the claws? Mess with my daughter. That's like, hilarious. <laughs> my mom loves a good meme. Um, yeah, <laughs> and in this situation, it's like, it falls under, like, one of my favorite quotes that I've ever heard, which was, um, rejection is the best motivation and success is the best revenge. So oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, say that again. Rejection is the best motivation and success is the re- best revenge. Wow. Yeah. I so, like that. I, I was on a panel once uh, at my alma mater, and some uh, uh, one of the students okay, asked we a get question it, about Ian, that. Okay, we get it, You went to college. It's fine. So did you. <laughs> I'm just we both went to college. You're so fancy. I'm so educated. <laughs> so educated. And so, like a kid asked, like one a kid, uh, one of the students was like, "So how do you like? How do you uh, keep going when it can be so like demoralizing at times?" And I and I was on the panel with this guy who wouldn't shut up about like stupid shit. The and, worst. And so I immediately like. Almost to the point of cutting this person asking the question off, I go, rejection is the best motivation and success is the best revenge. And everyone's like, ooh! Oh, ooh, honey! Ooh, And everyone, everyone in the crowd was like, yeah! Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Because, um, like, Yas was at its peak then. Oh, peak Yas. It was peak Yas time. Peak Yas. <laughs> um, peak Yas app. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and on that note, that was the thing that happened that the, this week to uh, me. 
Yeah, but yeah. relatable. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm glad it's relatable because I felt like a real oh, dummy yeah. that I didn't like really lay it down. Because the, oh man, you know when someone leaves the situation and you're like, oh, I could have said this, I could have said this. Exactly. It's only occurring to me now because I've been so numb about it until we're breaking it right? down right now. It would have been great if she sat down and I was like, oh, you're going to sit down. Are you ready? Because <laughs> here it comes. Buckle up. Yeah, buckle up, bitch. bitch. Because your puppy's not ready for this. You think he's wiggly now? He's going to be very wiggly. He's going to be very <laughs> distressed in about a minute. <laughs> Oh, to threaten someone's dog. I know, that'd that's be horrible. Sad. That goes back to my story. Oh, okay. Well, we no, love puppies. never mind. The puppy was great and she's a bitch and that's that. <laughs> okay. All right, quiz time. Ian, do you want to quiz first? You want to answer uh, first? Sure. Okay. Sure. Ian Brodsky. Yes. What are you obsessed with right now? Oh, God. I am obsessed with nature and I'm obsessed okay. with like. The idea of traveling, because I've been thinking, like, I've, the idea of it. The idea, well, because I think, <laughs> and like, I think about it a little bit, like, I'm very lucky that I have, like, um, agents and managers who live, who um, have offices in other cities. Yeah. Um, Ian's in my agency now. Yeah, Yay! we sisters. <laughs> um, we sisters. Well, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. 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 Um, and even my friend, I tweeted that, and my friend responded to me, you'll always be ma'am to me, Ian. <laughs> um, I'm like, touche. Um. So I'm lucky that, like, I could go to another city and, like, pick up from where I left off in the way of, like, auditioning and getting work. I really think that you would slay L.A. I really do. Well, that's the thing. I've been thinking, and one of my best friends just moved out there. Um, So I'm thinking of checking it out later this year. Great. And then, like, that leads to, like, that leads down the rabbit hole of, like, well, spring is coming up and, like, Memorial Day is coming up and then, like, I can take some time off. I can go to, like, Providence, Rhode Island or something. Like, sure. I can take a train out. Like, We're going I can to go... Niagara. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Oh, oh, gosh. Gross. I've been... Tangent number three. I got home at 4 a.m. last night. Are you a little gassy, Ian? I am a lot of gassy, Oh, Ian. bummer. Um, um, and thus endeth the, the third, third tangent. tangent. So, I've been, like, having this kind of wanderlust of, like, looking up, like... How much does a flight to Paris cost? How much does a flight to LA cost? How much does a flight to British My Columbia cost? My flight to Paris was cheap AF. Yeah. Super cheap. So I'm like kind of obsessed with just like looking to see where I can branch out. Because yeah. like I grew up in New York. I love New York. I will, I'm sure I will die in New York. Yeah. But like while I'm young, I want to see what else is out there. I heard that by the time you're 30, you should have, you should have satisfied. I mean, there's no scientific like thing for this, mm-hmm. but I've read in most travel-related publications, they say by the time you're in your early 30s, you should already have satisfied that because yeah. all the rest of your trips are going to be with somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, I'm cautious about, like, how I look up flights because Use computers... Use Well, computers will, like, recognize that you've been there, so they will, like, purposefully, like... Well, and you're using a Mac. Flight. We talked about this on the show. You're using a Mac, which mm-hmm. means that they're going to show you higher rates than if yeah. you're using my Dell. Exactly. You want to use my Dell? <laughs> maybe um, maybe um, but yeah so that's what I'm obsessed with right now amazing wanderlust desert island three candy bars forever candy bars. ooh Hershey's um, just a regular Hershey bar regular Hershey bar like Great. I'm basic Classic. that way I love it um, basic three basic candy bitch. bars Reese's peanut butter cups got it my two favorites and then I would think I would I think I would go for something like do they have to be like bars or can they be candies? They need to be like packaged as a bar. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Um, I, al- I almost 
contested Reese's peanut butter cups. But okay. It's gonna be okay because they come wrapped as a bar. Yeah. And then I think I would do something like the Cadbury like chocolate oh, and caramel. Ian. What? You don't Cadbury like Cadbury cream eggs? Not the eggs. They're death. Not the not the eggs. Ugh, okay. All right. I, I mean, but like something that's like chocolate and caramel. Okay. So, so that's what I'm gonna go with. Like, all right. I'll I know, let, I'm I'll very let it slide. I'm very basic. I'll let it. I'll let it. Slide. I'm very basic in this way. Okay. Number three. What are you watching slash listening to? I'm listening to a lot of Jason Mraz, and I think I said that last week too. But like, and I maybe just, even man, the week before. I might have like this yeah. is weird. Um, but also I'm listening to a lot of Dido. Remember her? Yes. I'm listening oh, to a lot her? of Dido. Oh, oh, her song was. There um, will be no white flag upon my door. I'm in love and always will be. So I'm listening there to. There will be then. That and, and um, and then there's the song. Um, she, she first recorded it with Eminem, and then like she recorded um, a, like a with solo Eminem? version. Eminem, yeah. Oh um, man. And I can't see it on. And even if I could, it would all be things. And about my wall. And no, no, wait. And and it reminds me that it's not so bad. It's not so bad. I want to thank you. For giving me the best day of my life. Yeah, so for some reason... And I want to be with you. For giving me the best day of my life. So for some reason, that song was, like, in my head. And I think part of it came from, like, I was at work and one of my good friends was, like, rapping along to this rap song that sounded just like he was freestyling. And then right. I jump in with... with uh, uh, Thank you. Um, <laughs> as breathy as you possibly literally, can get like it. that was my game there, and <laughs> um, and so then finally I was like, I'm gonna listen to Dido. Sure, and I love it. Sure, so I'm she's listening great. To, I'm listening to her. I'm listening to uh, Nora Jones, and I'm listening to um, Jason Mraz right great. now. Great, yeah, very chill white rock. And what are you watching? I am watching. Oh, I'm watching West Wing now. I started the West Wing. I've, I've never, just started it recently too. I've never seen it before, and then I don't love it. I, I don't love Sorkin. It. I'm I enjoying just, that's it. My thing because I, I loved the newsroom. I mean, I love all of the actors on that show: Bradley mm-hmm. Whitford, Allison Janney. Like, I love, I love that Allison cast, Janney. but I just. Um, I don't know. Sorkin's just maybe not my thing. He's very mansplaining. If Kevin T. Porter were here, he would murder me. I know. <laughs> um, friend of the pod. Friend um, of the pod. Hey, Kev. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's what I'm watching. Okay. Um, I, That's like the main thing because I'm also watching like, I've been in not a mood, but I've also been like just re-watching casually like Bob's Burgers and Archer and like things that I know that like I'm just going to like chill out and laugh at like. Okay. Yeah. I just don't like adult animated I know, series. I know, we've talked about this. They annoy the shit out of me. I, I like them. Oh, but yeah. We'll never agree on that. Nope. Okay, question number four. Who was the last person you texted without looking that wasn't me? Um, my buddy Sam, uh, who, I just had hey, lunch, Sam. who I just had brunch with. Brunch. Yeah. Brunch with Sam. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. It was about brunch. It was about brunch. Great. Yeah. And the final question, our favorite of this week and all of the weeks, mm-hmm. always, every time, all the days, mm-hmm. every day. Uh-huh. One person, living or dead, who you may or may not know, who you would like to wish well today. This is going to be an obscure one. Okay. But I highly recommend, if you're listening to this and you don't know who this guy is, look him up. Um, his name is Pete Buttigieg. And who is that? He is, um, 
I want to say he's a congressman, but I'm going to look it up right now and make sure that I'm giving the right information. Okay. Representative Buttigieg. Yeah. um, It's Buttigieg? Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Yeah, I'll show you in just a second. Yeah, B-U-T-T-I-G-I-E-G. Okay. So he is... And he's in the House of Representatives. Um, yeah. Oh, no, he is um, a mayor. He is the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Great. Um, South Bend, Indiana is where uh, Mike Pence is from. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he's a Democrat, and he is an Afghanistan veteran, runner, musician, businessman, and a gay man. He's everything. And he was up for the the DNC chair. Like, he was in the final running, and he was, I think he was the youngest guy. He's, like, 35. But, I've and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about, like, the political climate and like Mm -hmm. how democrats can like sort of rebuild and what they can do and a lot of it comes down to getting millennials and people of color involved and great he and i heard him on pod save america and then i saw him one of his speeches from the dnc i guess it was the dnc debate because it was like each of them basically discussing what they would do right and he was the one saying like if you want to include millennials elect a millennial Sure. And I was like, I see you. I see you. That's my guy. And I looked guy. him up. He's super progressive. And I think we need to keep an eye out for him, for him in, a, in the best way. Great. Because that's, like, that's our future right there. Amazing. So, yeah. So, Pete Buttigieg, like, you have my support. Like, Mine too. I'm, I'm interested to see, like, where you go from here. There's this segment on the Throwing Shade TV show where they go, you heard of this bitch? And it's always, <laughs> it's always like a female pol- politician that like needs uh, to be moved to the front. Yeah. Yes. And I, I feel that way yes. about, about Pete. Oh my God, yeah. You heard of this bitch? Did they talk about Kamala Harris? No, no, Because she's not already Kamala kind Harris. of at the front. Yeah, no, she is already at the front. But there was one that they talked about where the, where the girl followed her, followed them back, like yes. the senator. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, all right. My turn. Your turn. Eee. Claire. Um, What are you obsessed with? (laughs) I am obsessed with keeping my new rug clean. So I made my roommates agree to a no shoes in the house rule. Which was truly the demise of the last rug. And the last rug was super cheap and not very well made. And it lasted like four years. And this one is handmade wool from India. And Fancy. It was a seven hundred dollar rug that I got shit. for three fifty. Oh shit! And, oh shit, honey, Home Goods. Yeah. This episode brought to you by, by Home, Home Goods. Goods, and um, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, and so I'm I became a little bit of a carpet Nazi about it because I like I I'm gonna be strict beyond all reason. Cool. For for no, I mean. The thing was, was last night I was out and um, my roommate texted me me and our other roommate and she was like, okay, you're going to kill me. But my friend who was over spilled a bunch of soup on the brand new rug. No. And she spot treated it. And I was like, I went home, I looked at it. I was like, it's no big deal. Like a house is meant to be lived in. I've been too crazy about this. Um, I, I, you know, I've just been too crazy about it. I told I told her like you know tell your friend like he christened the rug you know like he yeah, right. he, he did the honors right. you know because it's like somebody's got you if it was red wine I would have lost my mind but it was cauliflower soup yeah. so I just like I don't care but like but so I've been I've been pretty crazy about it what color is the rug so the rug is um, in the pattern of your rug I don't know what it's called I don't either but I like it it has a name but it's um it's almost got like an Arabian like beveled curve to square corners sure. type of, people will know what I'm talking about but that's what it that's what it looks like 
and um, it's so blue inside the pattern, and then white is raised up a, a bevel on the pattern. Oh, cool. So it's like raised up. That's awesome. Feels awesome when you're walking on it in socks or bare feet, which is the only way you should be walking on it <laughs> socks or bare feet. And to like lessen the blow, my roommate um, and I ordered like a shoe bench that we're keeping by the front door mm. so people can change, you nice. know, you know, comfortably That's and great. sit down. Yeah. So I've just been a little crazy about it. I feel bad that I alluded to being a Nazi earlier about a carpet. That's really gross, but still. Eh. <laughs> we'll let. I think we can let that one. slide. We can let that one slide. Okay, but the next time you're in big trouble, time. Claire. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, so that's what I'm obsessed with: cool. keeping that rug clean. Desert Island. Yeah. Three. I will open it up. Three. Uh, three snacks. Snacks. No, yeah. Just okay. Three snacks of any kind. Okay. Kettle Carnival popcorn or chips, which are the bomb. Frickin' dot com. Goldfish. Yes. And Cheez Its. Yes. Yeah. I was going to pick between the two of them, but I'm not going to. No, good for you. Yeah, there you go. Um, what are you watching slash listening to? So I finished The Great British Baking Show, okay. better known as The Great British Bake Off, on Netflix. And it was only the three most recent seasons. And I was like, fuck, like, I need more. And so I went into the not-so-dark reaches of the internet and <laughs> found all the seasons. All right. <laughs> all ten of them. So now I'm watching more of that, which Great. makes me really happy. And the earlier seasons, what's weird is it's it was only made, like you know in 2005 or 2006 or whatever but it's really grainy footage i guess because it's bbc it's like very you know like low def but Mm -hmm. uh they do segments in the earlier seasons where they talk about the history of where these foods came from in the united kingdom cool and like they'll go to bread factories and like talk about like gluten ratios and like it's kind (laughs) of it's kind of a little bit boring but part of me is like it's kind of funny that's cool that they're like really into this um so yeah, so that's what I'm watching, and I just finished watching the other day, and everyone should go see it. The new Netflix special by Mike Birbiglia, Thank God for Joe. I just watched it too. I laughed until I cried. I oh my god, that was such a good, uh, such a good special. Mike is so uh, Mike is so talented and mm-hmm. so thoughtful and such a kind person. You can just tell he has a good heart. Yeah, and he's really well liked in town. Everyone here likes him. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, he's great. And um, he has this really beautiful kind of intricate way of, and I really should take notes on this because we have tangents on the show, about getting off on something tangential and it feels that way for about 30 minutes and then he'll swing back the joke and it's almost more than a callback. Yeah. I think it's really smart. It's super smart. He's, he's brilliant. Um, so anyway, love Mike Birbiglia. I can't wait to watch his other specials because he has more on Netflix that are older. Yeah. And I just, I, he has his movies on there. Yeah. Um, I didn't get a chance to see... Um, don't think twice, and I was like very heavily. Uh, also, uh, Sleepwalk with me was Sleepwalk, his big movie. Yeah, yeah, and that one I know is on Netflix. Okay, I don't think great. I don't think Don't Think Twice is on Netflix yet, but like people loved that movie. Yeah, and then what I'm listening <laughs> to uh, uh, Ed Sheeran's new album Divide. Um, I heard from a lot of people that it was really an exceptional pop album and Mm -hmm. I would say that it really does flirt between indie acoustic rock and pop in a really um, constructive way cool which is great I got the deluxe version and I read the Rolling Stone review and apparently they didn't review the deluxe version and I'll say that the four extra songs on the album are better than all the others I love that stuff which kills me because he would have gotten five out of five stars if if it was that version my favorite songs are uh Nancy Mulligan, which is a song about how his parents met. And there's this great lyric in it where he rhymes Mulligan with Sheeran, and I think it's just really cute. And um, the last song is called Save Myself, which, like, wow, 
It really, it really gets to the root of the last, the, I'm, it's not even a spoiler because if you haven't listened to it yet, you missed out. Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoilers, spoilers for, for Ghost. Oh. Yes, spoilers for Ghost. Yeah. Spoilers for Divide. The last line are, um, and before I save someone else, I've got to save myself. And before I blame someone else, I've got to save myself. And before I love someone else, I've got to love myself. And it's, oh, it's so raw. And it's the end of the album and there's no final chord or button or anything. You just hear his voice kind of like out in the distance. I love that shit. I'm not doing it justice, but Ed Sheeran is just so gifted. And I just really appreciate that he exists because music needs him right now. Mm. Yeah. He's great. The state of modern music desperately needs Ed Sheeran. Yeah, right? Yeah. So that's where I'm am. Cool. That's that's where I'm am about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's ma'am. 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 Ham. Root. Um. Root. Root. Um, okay. Who's the last person you texted besides me? No cheating. Probably my roommates about the... The rug? The cauliflower soup debacle. Oh, yeah, man. Prob- probably them. Yeah, I think okay. so. No, 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 no. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was my oh, friend Brad. Um, we both discovered that we were... Oh, I didn't mention watching slash listening to. I went last night to see Groundhog Day, the musical. How was it? I wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah? <laughs> I think when it got rave reviews in England, it... Um, it maybe... Belonged in England? I, yeah, maybe. There's some really disgusting stuff in the show. Really? Um, both theme-wise and... Um, I don't even really feel bad saying it. The character, like, at one point tries to sexually assault the other character, and then you're supposed, oh, yeah, to, yeah. You're supposed to be in love with him later. I remember... Yeah, I remember watching that in the movie. There's, like, an attempted rape situation at one point, and then um, there's a whole sequence at the top of the second act where he gets so tired of living the same day again that he experiments with killing himself in a bunch of different ways. Yeah. He hangs himself. He shoots himself live on stage. He stabs himself in the face with scissors. It gets really gross. And then later in the later in the story, when he starts to find redemption, he's trying to help a bunch of people. At one point, he like gives birth to some, like helps someone deliver, yeah, uh, deliver a baby, and he like bites the umbilical cord. Like there's just there's just stuff in the story that I was like, wow, it's not great. And Honestly, that's kind of how I felt about Matilda. Okay, because I remember like that's that very was very British of them. Yeah, like it, like some of the stuff they were doing, like. At the end, uh, and if you haven't seen Matilda the Musical, spoilers for Matilda. I haven't. Like, at the end, the Russian mafia comes in to try to take out Matilda's dad, I think. And she starts up a conversation with the Russian mafia in Russian. Weird. Yeah, and I was with, my friend had won tickets (laughs) to it. That's not in the book. Yeah. (laughs) My friend had won tickets to the show, and and after it, I was like, you're gonna have to text me to remind me that that actually happened and that I didn't, like, fever dream it. It's really weird. Yeah. It's so so British. The ensemble of the show was so spectacular and so on point that it made the people playing the leads look really bad. Really? Really bad. Yeah. Really? They, I would, I would say in comparison to the ensemble, they sucked. Like, and I, I, I'm normally not that critical. Mm -hmm. Normally I'm just like, oh, say la vie. It was an entertaining night at the theater. But Yeah. yeah, the ensemble made the people with named roles look really bad. And those are like some, like name those are some names some in our names. industry yeah um andy carl particularly andy carl. i did not like really I didn't like him but maybe it's just the way he acts i find him i find uh, something about his acting even though the character is supposed to be arrogant i actually think he's an arrogant actor mm. just some of his choices i don't know seemed callous um but i will say friend of the show becca ayers sister heather ayers yeah slayed 
slayed as Mrs. Lancaster. She yes. was incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh. She has a really a, a breakout moment later. I talked to Becca yesterday, and she said that um, she couldn't see the show all the way through because she went to the first preview and they um, they had a technical difficulty and had to stop the performance. I heard about that. Last night the show held for a technical difficulty and the actors were dismissed off stage and then they came back and finished the show. Mm. Um, but uh, Mrs. Lancaster played by Heather Ayers has a real standout moment later in the show and um, it was super enjoyable. That's awesome. So anyway, the last person that I texted was my friend Brad who was at the show last night and he was... Um, made some Facebook status about it and I was down the street getting a grilled cheese after him. I was like, hey, you should come meet me. But then he couldn't. So that was the last person that I texted. Cool. Yeah. And finally, yeah. favorite question of the week. One person, living or dead, who you may or may not know, whom you wish well. Hmm, yes. Hmm. Whom. I would like to wish well my dad, hmm. Charlie Manship. He, um, we haven't always had a great relationship because I'm a very, um, my emotions, I, I just don't mask them in any way. And he was raised to admonish crying and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so we used to fight a lot because um, I just don't think we understood each other. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm considerably older, I just, I look back at it and I'm like, all right, it's fucked up some of some of the fights that we had because... Um, I, I still don't think it's right to tell anyone that they're not allowed to cry. I think that that's wrong. Mm-hmm. But now I'm trying to be understanding that a lot of it, a lot of what he was coming from was, you know, 20 years of service in the military yeah. and um, a lifetime of growing up in another family that was military. And um, it's just what you did, you know? Yeah. And I try to be, I try to be understanding of that, not necessarily like forgive and forget but forgiving of it and and remembering that that's where it's rooted in yeah and being appreciative that you know my father and his colleagues and a lot of my family members fought for our freedom and i um i don't think that i give that the reverential treatment that i should Mm -hmm. oftentimes and i really appreciate everything that he does because now he's retired and he plays piano in the community theater oh. and he wears Hawaiian shirts and grows a mustache and is like That's hilarious. a completely different person. Like oh. hearing my dad joke around now is like an out of body experience for me. Wow. Yeah. Well, big ups to Chuck. Chuck, my Charlie, my daddy, I really I my daddy, my daddy. My dad is uh is really cool and I love That's him. Great. I love him very much and um I hope that our relationship continues to grow closer as he be- you know, in the years that he becomes elderly. Well, dang, I hope so too for for you. Well, I mean, we're going to because there's no reason not to. You know, I no, don't live like, in his house anymore, and he has a lot less stress, and it's a post nine eleven world, but like fifteen years later, and yeah. I think that that um, really helps because I was going into those angsty teenage years when nine eleven happened, and that we made were like it was very fresh. Yeah, just for any military family because you just don't know what the what the state of your lives are about to be. Of course, yeah. Well, damn. Well, damn, on that note, on that note, let's swing it back up with some plugs, let's, Ian. Yeah, let's plug it in, <laughs> plug it in. Plug it in, plug it in. Ian, where can people find you? Ooh, you can find me on all the social medias at iBroski uh-huh. or on Facebook at Brodsky Ian. Amazing. Yeah. What about you, Claire? I'm at Womanship, W-O-M-A-N-S-H-I-P, on Twitter and Snapchat, Facebook.com slash JuliaClaireManship, ClaireManship.com. And that's everything, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the show is at... This Week's Thing on Twitter, This Week's Thing at gmail.com, 
uh, thisweeksthing.com. Facebook.com slash thisweeksthing. Yeah, all the thisweeksthing. Twitter slash thisweeksthing. All all the things. And remember to like us, us, rate us, comment, subscribe on iTunes We really need those five-star ratings. We have a few, so like, thanks a lot. Yeah, please. We we need about 40 more to rank the show, and we'd really like to have it charted so that other people can find us. Yeah. So five stars. Yeah. Even if you hate it, five stars that you feel so strongly that you yeah, hated it. Like, be passionate <laughs> about something, goddammit. Come on. Bring your passion. Yeah. Bring your A-game. All right. All right. I'm Ian Brodsky. And I'm Claire Manship. And, and that, that was, was the thing, thing that happened, happened this week. week. Bye, y'all. Later. <laughs>